0: This show was typed
1: without my parents' permission.
0: The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. And now it's
1: time for the show. That's all bells, but no whistles. It's Saturday night, Napsong. Hey, Saturday Nighters, I've put together a great show for you today. Definitely didn't phone it in because it was 106 degrees in my studio all week. And I want to tell you about our new sponsor, Underpants Direct. Underpants, we all wear them, unless you're sassy, and the fine folks at Underpants Direct want to make sure you have quality underpants in your drawers, pun probably intended, without the embarrassing hassle of having to purchase them in a store. Do you like some stranger disguised as a store clerk seeing what you wear when the lights go down but the fun comes up? No, never. And who wants that? I don't even like them seeing what kind of milk I buy, and now you want me to just casually accept that this potato sack knows what my secret shorts are like? No, thanks. And that's why the heroes at Underpants Direct have created their business model around shipping you high-quality underpants directly to your door, making the decision of what you wear is the last line of defense against chafing yours and yours alone, and some warehouse worker, and maybe the delivery guy. I just assume most delivery guys speak at the underpants they deliver. But you'll never again have to look into the eyes of a stranger while you're buying a stable for your horse or a jar for your honeypot. What does that even mean? And Underpants Direct has so many colors and patterns to choose from, such as not as good at sex as I think black, Instagram thirst trap green, weekend whore red, is Jesus watching this blue, I get down on my socks white, and brown. Want to get all these underpants and more then sign up for Underpants Direct today and get high quality but kind of average underpants haphazardly shipped directly to your door like God intended. And each shipment comes in a discreetly labeled box that will keep your treasures private, just like underpants themselves. Sign up today with the promo code NAPCOCK10 to get 10% off your first box of underpants. Underpants Direct, because the only people that should see you by underpants is you. And now on with the show. Hey folks, you know there's a a lot going on in the world right now. It could be a dark place. You could be going through... Some struggles. In fact, I even know Knapsock Files listeners and Saturday night Napsoc fans who have got their own things going on struggles with health, struggles with relatives losing their possessions in a house and the fires here that are now raging in Southern California and Northern California because that's what we do here. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of stress, financial loss, uh, loss of sponsorships on, on podcasts. Yeah, that's specific. There's a lot of things going on and it's important. To keep perspective in mind. And look, I I say this with experience. I'm going through something too right now. I'm going through something real real tough. I am uncertain when I'm going to be able to see Tenet in the movie theaters. And it's driving me crazy. This is ridiculous. I mean, how long do they think I can wait? It's bad enough I, I can't see Black Widow in the theaters. I was really ready for that. I was ready for Mulan. Now they want me to pay for it on a streaming service and make me watch it on my couch. Uh, next thing you know, I'm not going to be able to see Daniel Craig and his abs and shoulders, his uh, thighs on, uh, uh, you know, on a James Bond movie in a theater. And it's getting me down. And it's, you know, uh, it's, it's something that I just think I want to address and be honest with you. If, I, if You two might be struggling with it. As well, so I, I decided it's okay. I'm going to start tweeting about it and be really angry about my desire to be allowed. It should be my choice to sit in a pool of virus to watch a movie. It's it's uh, it's ridiculous that I'm denied this. It's a travesty. Is this what we fought for? Is this what we fought in? Was it two world wars? Revolutionary war doesn't count, right? I mean, the French were involved. Native Americans, right? The Revolutionary War, they fought. Like, they fought, right? We asked nicely, and they joined, right? Is that how I can't – we fought in a lot of wars, definitely a lot of wars, including, you know, Korean War, don't forget that, Vietnam War, streaming wars. We fought in a lot of wars. To get these rights and these freedoms, I deserve to see tenant in a theater, all right? I, I cannot believe that Christopher Nolan has made a documentary about David Tennant and I can't sit down in a theater with popcorn buttered the way I want. And if I don't get it the way I want, I will let the uh, kid or uh, failed college, uh, you know, film studies student, uh, I'll let him know, Uh, a brisket, uh, a bratwurst in some theaters in a seat that I paid for good money that reclines and is more comfortable than anything I've owned in my house, I have a right to be there with my buffalo chicken pizza watching this movie. And I can't believe it's being taken away. But I am here to be an inspiration for you all. I will write the think pieces needed about the new normal taking away our right to see Daniel Craig probably topless in the ocean. 70 feet large, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let, I'll be the one to fight the powers that be on that for you. So we can get through this together. I know, I know. There's a lot of things going on and I just been on my heart and I wanted to come clean to you all and just be here for you. And maybe by expressing my problems, maybe sharing my problems, you'll be able to connect with what I'm going through and find just find may, may, may that inspiration find purchase on the soil of your heart That's all I'm saying uh, I'm definitely not a hero definitely not a hero though I did at least once in my old career help an old lady find her Chevy Buick in a parking structure so maybe I am alright let's get on with the show we got some funny stuff planned and uh, you know again um, you don't need to praise me you can but you don't need to and maybe one day again, we will all be able to shuffle into a theater on a Friday night, squeezed in with 410 other people. We're definitely all healthy and watch a motion picture again. Thanks for listening. And now it's time for the greatest baseball broadcast moments with legendary baseball announcer Clem Mulder. Brought to you by Box Score Heroes. And the pitch coming in. Swung on. Ground ball to second base. Turner with the quick throw over, and it's three outs. Great play. Great inning for Sanson. And on to the fourth inning. Scores four to one. You know, I, I hear they're letting women vote now. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, no way they can handle the complexity of choice, you know. Well, strange times. Well, wonders never cease, you know. Oopsie-daisy. Hot mic. So that is why we got this big game three coming up. That is the pregame story. Strap yourself in. This will be a doozy. All right, clear? All right, that was a good intro, boys. Uh, How much longer till we get back? I want to go drain the lizard. But I, I don't like the racially integrated bathrooms, you know. I need to go up to the owner's suite. He lets me pee without the others around, you know? You know what others I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Oopsie-daisy. Hot Mike. Hot shot to third base. Boyer snares it, fires the second out. At second base this is the runner, Moda, who got a little late start from first and made an awkward slide into second. Trainer and manager are out to take a look, so we'll take this opportunity to take a quick break. For our sponsors, and don't forget this game is brought to you by Swenson's, the cigarette of choice for the man of the house. We'll be right back. Well, i tells you, yeah, tell you. You see that? It was an awkward slide in Didi, Yeah, about as awkward as uh, two men holding hands at an ice cream parlor, you know? I saw that the other day. Stood aside so the lightning bolt wouldn't hit me when God smites them, you know? Hey, oopsie-daisy. Hot mic. Well, friends, I'm Clem Mulder, and that will be my final broadcast. I wasn't ready to retire, but during the seventh inning, I made a telephone call to my good friend Dr. Lancaster during a commercial break, and we learned that the call was broadcast over a hot mic, and many of you fine fans heard us describe our displeasure with our wives showing too much bare skin while shopping for our dinners at the local grocery mart. While I am uncomfortable with my wife wearing a sleeveless blouse, turns out many of you uh, didn't appreciate it when I called her a Saturday night harlot and i apologize for that oopsie daisy hot mic indeed it's been a long 55 year career but i'll see you down the road thanks for listening to the greatest baseball broadcast moments with legendary baseball announcer clem Mulder, brought to you by our friends at box score heroes the only baseball podcast that has less listeners than the amount of players on the field in the games they cover thanks friends And a special disclaimer for anyone born after 1992, that segment you just heard was satire of a recent actual event in Major League Baseball and should be taken as a commentary on said event. Thanks for listening. And a special disclaimer for anyone born after 1998, satire is the use of humor irony exaggeration or ridicule to expose and criticize people's stupidity or vices particularly in the context of contemporary politics and other topical issues please don't slander me on tiktok thanks for listening marvin gaye Let's get it on that Motown sound we love featuring here at Hall of Fame Music Radio, one of the all-time greats for a perfect reason. Hey, we got a request right now to the Hall of Fame request line at hofmradio at gmail.com. This one is from Abdul listening to us in the greater New York area on the TuneIn Radio app. Abdul says, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm locked away. I'm studying hard. I can't go out and party like I want to. Can you get me through this weekend? I thought about it, and I said, yes. You know what we need? Prince. We always need prints and we're going to party like it's 1999 right here on a Saturday morning at 107.5 FM.
0: Hey, y'all, what's going on? This is Kojak. I create music that can be found both on YouTube and SoundCloud, and now I'm a recent streamer on Twitch. So if you're looking for some chill instrumentals, check me out on YouTube and SoundCloud under KojQ. And for some laughs, you can check my Twitch page under KO underscore JQ. Everyone, please be safe and thank you. Hey, it's Alden Diaz here to tell you about Octo Radio. It's an interview show that I do exploring the different passionate Star Wars perspectives from artists, writers, crafters, and even other podcasters, plus even some people straight from Lucasfilm. So you can come hang out on my podcast island and celebrate the Star Wars ties that bind us together. Oh yeah, what the pork said. You can follow us everywhere on social at A-H-C-H-T-O radio. That's Octo Radio and follow me at A-D underscore Strider.
1: For the best in pop culture art, sleek designs, and some of the best brand logos around, shop G9 Design on TeePublic and represent the electrifying art of Janine Bryce with a shirt, wall art, and more. Go to teepublic.com slash user slash G9 Design. And while you're searching the G9 Design storefront, check out Janine's show. It's a wonderful podcast available right here on Anchor and wherever podcasts are found. Nice to be with you. Part of a great hour of rock and roll. The best hits. The songs you remember. Whatever you want to say, they're all here for you on Hall of Fame Music Radio. And we have a dedication on this next song going out to Sean Arnold. He's sometimes called Old Handsaw by his friends. And when they think of him, they think of this song. Bill Withers, Lean On Me. This one's for you, Sean. 107.5 FM. Here's another true fact about your host, Ken Napsok. He once had so many Dr. Peppers at a Chili's in Northridge, California, that the waitress finally cut him off for his own health and safety. Even to this day, on some Wednesdays, his hands begin to shake. And now, on the show. Hello. Hey, Joe Star, man. It's Ken Napsack. I'm sorry. Who? Uh Ken. Ken. Uh we did um we did SJU a few times together on uh
0: Oh, on oh, YouTube. is this Dan? Sorry, my my, no, my no. uh reception's bad Dan Merle.
1: No, 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 no. That's uh that's um he's the one with the uh the bigger channel. Um no no we uh remember we'd go to lunch break sometimes at that deli with the, the racist guy running the deli counter.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah 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 hey. yeah yeah Finn, Finn how, how you doing, man? Sure that,
1: that. Oh no no I'm sorry Ken Ken no, Ken no Ken.
0: yeah <laughs> I'm sorry
1: I'm sorry no I'm dude sorry. no hey dude. man you're you're Joe Star man it's great hey um so I am I am in your neighborhood man uh I am uh I'm at that Seven Eleven nearby you and I oh I'm sorry
0: yeah Ken Seven Eleven Ken yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that's the guy
1: that's the guy that's the guy um hey dude this is random man this is random uh hey how you doing um. I was wondering if if you could uh if you wanted to um maybe uh come down and say hi at the at Oh like to the 711? Yeah, yeah, I'm in um, I'm in I'm am calling him. I'm calling him. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, uh I am I'm am in line <laughs> and and don't have enough money for this sandwich.
0: Oh, you know, I god, uh look, Finn Ken, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. sorry. I, yeah, uh, True, I yeah, you yeah. know, I I would, but uh you know, literally I'm, I'm, uh, I'm out running errands and, uh, oh. um, yeah. Are you,
1: yeah. but are you close by? Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to buy one of those American subs here from Seven Eleven, and they don't, uh, cause I'm just oh, trying, I'm just, yeah, try, I'm just, I'm just know, trying to support this, the country and I'm just like, um, they're saying I'm a dollar. 32 yeah, cents. Yeah. You
0: know, uh, yeah, 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 no, freedom isn't free. I get it. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you know, this line at Michael's arts and crafts is, it's pretty long and you know, with Ooh. the social distancing, there's like yeah. two cashiers and you know, okay. like these pumpkins ain't going to buy themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah. Are we, um, are we going to do that? Remember that member two years ago, you kind of mentioned we'd maybe pumpkin carve together. We, we're not going to do that. Are, you, are we doing that? Or is that what that is?
0: Oh, well, did, I say, oh the, well, did I say that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you said it to like a bunch of, like, Billy was there, Dan, Spencer, like, they were all, I, I was standing there, I just assumed, I just assumed. Oh, do you know those guys? I, yeah, cu- yeah. You know, we, yeah, we worked together, like, two years. Um,
0: So, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, re- I remember, yeah, 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 yeah. The the, the good old days, the, the Screen Junkies Plus days, when none of us were really paid and we lived under tyranny. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so I have blocked so much of it out. I, right. I, uh, yeah. Oh, that's probably that's true. That you probably thought I was Lawn, that Lawn guy. Um
0: Oh, Lawn's great. Um yeah, you know, uh, uh we're actually sorry, let me clarify, we're actually buying uh we're buying fake pumpkins. because um, oh. huh. uh, 'cause I'm a um uh I'm vegan now and oh, so yeah. pumpkin carving is cruel. Yeah. You know, sounds right. And that's, that's nature. So, you, um, you, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, you
1: uh, wouldn't, you wouldn't carve a cow, so, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, um, yeah, but, uh, look, um, I, I'm sure there's somebody there that's got a couple quarters for that stuff. I it's, have done. Uh, uh, yeah.
1: You would think, you would think, um, okay. It's just that if I don't pay for the sandwich this time, they're going to ban me from this Seven Eleven, and I just, I need their electrolyte drinks. They're like my favorite. Um, the 7 eleven brand have you tried those
0: oh god uh joe you'd love them yeah you know i've i've seen i've seen those hey uh, i have uh, like I, mm-hmm. I, I can't i uh i have to um uh shit i have to poop um oh so i'm i'm gonna go okay i think good luck though
1: okay they have a bathroom here at this 711 it's uh you just have to you get the code if you buy a sandwich that's my that's the predicament uh,
0: you know because of the vegan thing i never use bathrooms with codes now it's part of it oh that's a,
1: that's a definitely a code. Okay. All right. Well, sounds good. Sounds. Um, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Okay. Look, uh, 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 you know, give a lawn, give taco a squeeze for me and, okay. uh, yeah, I hope, I hope we'll, I'll see you around. Maybe, okay. uh, see a comic-con or something or, uh, sure. You know, one of those down fan events or, you know, whatever it is definitely. you guys do.
1: Okay. Thanks. Oh man. Okay. Bye. And now it's time for the list. Today, we have the best things to say to your printer. Number three. If you don't connect to the Wi-Fi network now, I'm dumping you in an alley to die a slow death. Got it? Number two. There is paper in the tray. I put it there. There's paper in the tray because I put paper there in the tray. Now, for the last time, print. Number one. And the best thing to say to your printer, I'll cut you, you mother click clink. and that's the list hey everybody you've got go picture kids. It's Dutch Allen here. This is a segment we do here on the Saturday Night Napsack program. Uh, with me, Dutch Allen, former Hollywood producer there. And I got a movie recommendation for you. A lot of people watching movies, um, you run out of content there. In the lockdown. If you're doing it right, you're at home, uh, wearing your mask and, and protecting yourself and saving others. There, yeah, you're a real hero. But now you don't have a lot of content to watch, and that's why Dutch Allen is here to give you a go picture. Petey is in the uh, booth right now. He's not going to share the information. He's got good news that just happened. Here. He finally got a new car. He got rid of that 2004 Camry, and he moved up in the world. Uh, you want to? You don't want to? You don't want to shadow All right, there. That's fine. He's being shy. I offered to help, Petey, because I love Petey a lot. There. I offered to give him, I mean, free of charge, my 1998 Jaguar. It's an older car there. Pierce Brosnan actually spent some time in that car. I let him borrow it for a weekend when he was out here. uh, Promote one of them Bond pictures there. But uh, Petey didn't want it. He wanted to earn it. So he saved his ducats, uh, saved up his allowance, and got himself his own car. I'm so happy for Petey there. We got go picture, kids. The movie recommendation for today is uh, a movie that I had a little hand. In making and it's uh, from 1980. It's a comedy classic. There, some of you probably already have seen it. I highly recommend it. Produced by Bruce Gilbert, story by Patricia Resnick, uh, A screenplay by Resnick and Colin Higgins, who would, would direct the picture there. Uh, and it is, of course, nine to five. Oh my gosh, what a way to make a living! I love this picture. It is, uh, it is. Uh, I'll turn you from a rooster to a hen, uh, real quick. There, it's a, it's a great picture. Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, the dolly part there. Stars, uh, star opposite of Dabney Coleman, but really, this is their picture. Dabney does a great job, though. He's one of the great character actors of all time. Dabney Coleman and I, there, I'll tell you that story there before we go on with Go Picture. Real quickly, uh, Dabney and I, wouldn't I? Uh, you know, we went, I wouldn't, I'm not gonna say we we're close, close friends there. We ended up on Hamburger Hamlet, which was, uh, they're no longer there, but it was the top of La Siena, good sunset there. We went there for a burger, uh, each, uh, about 1 a.m. We didn't leave till 7 a.m. We were, we were there so long, just talking about Hollywood. This was about, uh, 78, I think. Uh, we, uh, we just stayed there. We, we finished the burgers. We ended we were there so long, we just ordered omelets. We said uh, to the waitress, come back over here. We got another, we got a breakfast order. It was a great time. It was a great time. I walked home two miles to Beverly Hills that night. This picture here, nine to five, it's a great story. It's about three women and the bad boss and the revenge that they take out on them. Kind of a dream, uh, there. And it was originally pitched as a drama, but they decided, you know, we got these, uh, these talented folks involved. Let's turn it Now, Jane Fonda, now she didn't just start the picture. Her production company, IPC Films, uh, actually had, uh, had a hand in uh, producing this movie. 20th Century Fox was behind it there. And at the time, I was doing some consultant work for 20th Century Fox there. I had an office on the lot there. So it was uh, just uh, one of the kind of temporary wagon wheel offices, but I was there. Jane Fonda, you know, she, she she's, a, she's, a, she's a fighter. She's had an interesting life. I know she did during the Vietnam era. She may have done some things that. Uh, uh, you know, maybe don't sit well with me, but I, I I understand where it came from because I understand the spirit. And I loved her father, Henry Fonda. Uh, it was a great chap. Um, but Jane actually, uh, you know, had something, something to do with this movie there. And I underestimated her at the time there. And a lot of this, I think, a lot of the dialogue there, and Patricia Resnick wrote, wrote it, like I said, but this came from her idea, Jane's idea. And... A lot of it, I think, had to do with uh, some of the stuff I said, to be honest. And it's it's a valuable lesson of learning, Petey, uh, and how to treat people with respect, particularly the ladies there. I think it's important to uh, remember. I, I enjoy ladies, and celebrate ladies, but you all, you, you got to treat them right, then. I wasn't. This was back in the day there. Uh, nine to five came out in 1980. Jane Fonda was, uh, you know, the, the aerobics craze was coming. Jane was working out, which was, you know, it was now it seems like every day there. You know, I remember I used to wake up in, uh, in, in like the early, uh, late 80s, early 90s there, and I'd watch, uh, on Sports Center while I was waiting for the sports highlights, I would, uh, watch, uh, they'd like exercise on the beach, uh, bodies in motion and stuff like this guy. I think his name was Jake he did some push-ups and stuff for the cameras there it was it was an interesting time uh, you know b- before that Jane Varner was kind of at the head of that day and I think I had a tendency back there late 70s early 80s I just didn't I didn't see it I didn't uh, I didn't treat her as, as as the way she should have been there and uh, you know she's sweating to the oldies uh, all that kind of stuff there I don't know what it was called there but the Jane Fonda aerobic workouts and you know she's looking good she owned it she looked good and I I, I said I made some comments that were inappropriate there and she uh she tracked me down one night there I was at a, a charity uh fundraiser over at the director's guild there up on uh was that uh, uh Hollywood is I think it's Hollywood Boulevard It's up there at a, at a screening there, and she comes up to me, and she just says, you know, I will absolutely uh, turn you from a rooster to a hat. And I said, what do you mean here? She said, you're disrespecting me. You're not respecting me as a producer there. And I said, I love lady producers. She says, "It's I'm not a lady producer. I'm a producer. There's no two different roles, all right? Uh, other than, uh, clearly, I don't get the respect with the title. You put on there, I was like, you know what? Uh, I understand what you're saying there, and I've got to change my ways. And it, and it did take me a while. I tell you what, it, it took me a while, and that's on me. And that's why I always say I'm part of an old guard there. All right? I absolutely uh, feel bad for some of the things I did there. But Jane, Jane and I got along. We ended up getting along pretty well there. I helped uh, produce uh, on Golden Pond uh, and got that off and running there. Got it a big go picture, which, by the way, maybe after you, after you finish 9 to 5 there, you head on over and check on, on Golden Pond. Um, I once, I'll tell you what, a Golden Pond was also the name of a great uh, Chinese restaurant I used to go to, uh, down there, and, uh, it was in Sherman Oaks area there, and there was one night there, speaking of Dabney Coleman, we met up, this was about 85 there, and we had talked, I so remember that night of and Hamlet there, it was, it was great, I've had great nights of uh, passionate sex with uh, wonderful people there, I've uh, talked uh, to the Sunrise with a lady love in Paris, but I told Dabney, I said, well, one of the best nights I ever had was you, me, and, and a bunch of burgers in uh, omelets. And so let's try to recapture it there. So we were over to this uh, restaurant, Golden Pond. Uh, we had some, um, great, some, some great Chinese food. It's one of my favorites there. But we just didn't have the magic there. We just knew it wasn't the same. And it wasn't wasn't open 24 hours. We got there for lunch, and we left by two. So it wasn't as good there. Anyways, Jade Fonda and I uh, ended up in a great place, great place after I helped uh, get uh, on Golden Pond there for her father. Uh, and uh, I was actually invited to her wedding with Ted Turner there, but I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go because uh, Ted Turner and I um, we just didn't get along there. I actually tried to uh, at one point uh, purchase a professional baseball team. Uh, I won't say which one, uh, but he was uh, an owner for the Atlanta Braves, and he just uh, he just didn't like. He I think he always thought Jane and I, after we had made up, uh, were a little too close. Which I I will not deny that, but nothing happened. Absolutely nothing happened there. There was one time we, we worked out uh, – I, I hired her to kind of come over and teach me some of the aerobics. Uh, you know, Dutch was getting a little soft in the middle there. So uh, uh, Jen came over there, and, I, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good time. It was a good time. And I don't know if he knew – so he, he so he blocked uh, – I was trying to – I was part of a purchasing group that was trying to get some teams into Major League Baseball. And this was in the early 90s there, and I think this was around the time – all right, I was trying to buy the Florida Marlins, the expansion team there. And uh, he didn't uh, – Ted voted against me there. It didn't even get off the ground. We tried to get a group together there. Back then, back then the money was different. You could buy the Florida Marlins for like $11 million there. Uh, the, eventually, that was uh, what A-Rod earned every at-bat. Different time, different time. But so it was uh, in 1980 with this great picture, 9 to 5. I don't even Lily Tomlin, I didn't get to know too well there, but she is a spectacular, funny lady. Really do enjoy her work. And Dolly Parton is just a saint. I love uh, Dolly, and uh, she was very nice to me. She knew some of the things I'd said to Jane, and she uh, came up to me and just kind of said, you know, God forgives you. I might, Dolly Parton might, um, but God forgives you. So I did eventually apologize to, to Dolly. I said, you know, I, 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 I understand he has my way. I did not respect Jane as a producer, and I understand uh, my mistakes, and I hope to learn, I hope to be better. So because of that, years later, we never spoke after 9 to 5, Dolly Parton and I there. And one day, I'm sitting at home, uh, this is uh, this is mid-90s there, and we were talking 15 years after that picture. I get a letter in the mail, my assistant brings a letter to to me, I open it up, but I love letters there, it's, it's, it's an old style thing, you take a letter opener there. I had a letter opener that had on its head a bronze bust, a tiny little bronze bust of Bob Hope. Don't ask how I got it, don't ask why. But I had it. I open it up there, and inside is lifetime passes to Dollywood, out there in Tennessee, in the blue uh, the, the, the the blue mountains there, the Smoky Mountains there. Uh And I, I gotta tell you, I ended up going once. Uh, it was late in the game. I didn't go. I, I just didn't. You know, you don't travel out there. It's outside, It's between Nashville, and I think the next city to the east that's big is like Johnson City, Tennessee. It's like it's like right between two. of them. It's about four hours between those cities, and it's about the two hour mark. Gatlinburg and all those kind of places where Dollywood is. And so I did go there. There is a, uh, there is a Bubblegum Shrimp Company restaurant there in nearby the theme park there. And I, I did go there with every intention of heading into Dollywood. I really wanted to do that. But I ended up in uh, the the town there. It's a tourist town there. There's a, it's like a little aquarium and stuff like that. And I go in there, there's a, uh, there's a uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp. And I had all-you-can-eat, the all-you-can-eat shrimp uh, offer there. I got so sick on the shrimp. It was good. Not sick bad, but sick good. I went back to my hotel room uh, with my wife at the time. I think it was wife number six. And uh, we couldn't get up. I couldn't, I couldn't move. I, uh, we woke up in the morning. We had to travel. We had to get back to Nashville and catch our flight. Uh, so I, I had to apologize to Dolly, but I intend to get there. lifetime passes to Dollywood. Crazy story. All right. Watch 9 to 5. That's it. Dutch Allen, you've got go picture, kid. Host of the failed TV show pilots, What Ferrets Do in the Shadows, and the Great Swap meet Challenge. And I'm here with an important question. Won't you support some average stand-up comedians today? Social workers agree that stand-up comedians are a lost cause, but that doesn't mean you have to turn your back on them during these tough times. Every day, as this virus runs rampant, a virus that your former co-worker on Facebook has secret documents proving it's a hoax, stand-up comedians everywhere have fewer and fewer places to run to so they can work out their material, drop a sick burn, or tell it like it is. Comics are now performing in their living rooms, in front of webcams, or on the sidewalks in front of laundromats. Some comics have even had to turn to Instagram Reels to tell their jokes. But despite this sad state of affairs, there is an opportunity to help. On September 5th, 2020, stand-up comedian Mark Ellis will put on pants for the first time since March to perform stand-up comedy live on stage at the world-famous Viper Room. River Phoenix joke removed for insensitivity reasons. You can buy tickets to watch this event from the comfort of your own home. During this lockdown, comedians like Mark have been forced to live inside their apartments with little to no furniture while being forced to eat gas station pizza to survive. Won't you help Mark Ellis today? By going to markellislive.net, you can purchase a virtual ticket to watch this event from the safety and comfort of your own home. Mark will be the one risking his health by going out into the world to tell jokes. Act now and you can get an exclusive t-shirt that will let you show the world that you've kind of heard of this professional movie trivia host. And if you act now, you won't just be helping Mark Ellis find purpose in his life. You'll be helping his friends, too. This event will be hosted by me, MySpace's Ken Napsok, and old food aficionado Josh McCuga. Josh and Ken keep performing their stand-up comedy skit routines through their windows at passing FedEx drivers and squirrels. Won't you help them return to live performing? so their bits can die on stage where they belong? Go to MarkEllisLive.net today to purchase these tickets and bring meaning to the lives of stand-up comics, our country's most precious resource. A ticket today can save a laugh tomorrow. This message paid for by Mark Ellis's mom. everybody that is the show thank you for listening to saturday night Sock. special thanks to all my high-tier patreon supporters especially my executive producer supporters thomas risling lethal logan x matt thompson nathan obendale zach anderson ty Schallenberger, chad benningfield tommy terry green over there in the uk working on the companion jonas Berger, old hensaw zach taylor ranger donald who's been killing it some great calls on cast really talk lately and fair Smoothana, donna a yankee fan just like me. Thank you for your support. Uh, I want to thank everyone who supports me on Patreon. If you want to do so, you can head to patreon.com slash and find a tier that best suits and meets your desires to support me. And the shows we put out here on Morning Drive Media. Special thanks to Patreon supporter James Polkinghorne for this week's pre-roll and Pete Rich for the Morning Drive Media station identification brand ID. Big thanks to associate producer Sean Arnold for his help with the radio clips. Speaking of those radio clips, listen, uh, listen to me on 107.5 FM WLDJ in Newcastle, Pennsylvania and anywhere through their website at HOFMRadio.com every Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. It's live. you got to be up to listen to the show. Uh, I'm not live. I'm sleeping at that time, but I pre-tape it and you can enjoy it live through those locations. Visit KenNapsock.com for more information. Click over to the Charity Spotlight tab. There's a lot of things on there that might uh, pique your interest of things you want to support and get behind. Follow us on Twitter at KenNapsock.com. And M Drive Media. And as always, be sure to tell a friend about Saturday Night Napsack. Man, is it just me? He stumbled a lot during that outro. Think he'd want to do it again? Nah. All right. All right, everybody. See you next week. That's the show.